Hey guys, this is Julie, Julie Fleeman, Julie in the Red. Uh, how's everyone's evening going? Uh, I've had a bit of a crazy week, and so I will get into that in a moment, but this Jeep girl is going to tell you what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the importance of an alignment, and um, I'm going to list, I'm going to fire off some definitions and like more mathematical things that sometimes we don't know the terms of and you might want to know them uh, just for your own edification and so you know that the mechanic also knows what they're doing when they touch your baby vehicle like the thing you drive every day on the road so we are going to get into that here in a moment but I wanted to give you all an update I uh, had part of a tooth fallout the other night very unpleasant very painful it is still painful and so I am going to ask uh, get my father's help to help me pre-record a couple of episodes for this and maybe he'll he'll take over for about a week or two because I'm going to be in a lot of pain so uh, last week part of my teeth broke off and I thought let's just pull it um, it's not gonna be that big of a deal and I go to the dentist and they're like, yeah, no, the, you have a root that's either already broken through the sinus membrane or it is pushing on it so bad it's about to. And so I've been referred uh, out of town to get surgery done uh, on that tooth and that part of my gum and uh, possibly do a graft over so the sinus membrane can recover. So I'm going to be hurting a little bit and it's going to be very unpleasant. Uh, I won't be able to, <laughs> I won't be able to talk for a few days. I'm kind of sad about that. But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to try and pre-record some shows and then just um, have that done for you guys over the next few days. Surgery is on Thursday um, and hopefully, you know, that way... I have something still consistent going on on here and that you guys will enjoy listening to what I talk about and what I discuss. So first, again, uh, if you have a local business that you would like to give, like me to give a shout out to, uh, please don't hesitate to message me and give me the details on your business. We want to see you guys grow and stay open and everything during this. Um, it is still very serious it is still it can be very scary but be smart wear a mask wash your hands if you don't have to be out of your house right now don't be out of your house work on your car <laughs> so tonight um what else so we'll get to the alignment thing in a minute uh oh yeah okay so businesses if you are around here please uh don't hesitate to reach out and I will give you guys a shout out with your hours and stuff for the town of McAllister and the surrounding area. Um, if you are, uh, I just lost my train of thought y'all. Yikes. Um, if you, oh no, like I've lost it real bad. <laughs> what was I going to say? See, I didn't write anything down tonight cause I thought I could remember it all. Ha ha ha. Um, let me think for a second. Local businesses, yas. You can still do Walmart grocery pickup, yas. 
things are still serious. Yes. Um, yeah, since I can't remember, I'm just going to say the usual thank you and a huge shout out to everyone who is an essential, who is essential and is still working through this and you're able to safely get home to your families, hopefully, and that you're not separated from them too much longer. Um, that we are two months into this and I know it can be very stressful and emotional and scary and everything but just as long as we're checking in on each other and we're trying to be part of the solution we're all going to get through this somehow um so on the alignment thing and yes i did pull up things on the interwebs because i'm not a pro uh please remember that anything i discuss on here i'm not liable for if you decide to do it to your vehicular uh and uh yeah, I'm just going to talk about my personal experiences. I'm going to talk about the importance of why this maintenance is so important to your vehicle. Um, for one, it saves you money. Uh, for two, you learn a new skill that's just handy to have, whether it's a hobby or it helps you in a job somewhere. Um, three, uh, I am. I grew up in my dad's tire shop, and I, I'm not a pro by any means. I don't remember all the technical terms. I'm very clumsy with explaining things at times, but I do enjoy talking about it, and I hope that you guys enjoy hearing about it and that I'm able to somehow help you by either you being like, <laughs> oh my god, she's an idiot, or you're like, oh wow, I didn't think about that. I need to check on that. So whatever, whatever reason, thank you for listening, and um, if you want to help my son and I out, these are a couple of, you know, my own advertisement things that I have to jab onto here. Uh, and cram into my 45 minutes. Um, we are with the Mold Test Company of America, and it's moldtestcompany.com. You can find their affiliate link uh, on my website at julieandiman.com under the tab Awesome Affiliates. And if you would like to donate directly to us to help us keep our pages and our podcasts going, you can go to julieandiman.com slash donate to, to help us cover the costs of our of what we love doing on here. Um, the other night we had, or I think it was, yeah, it was last night. It was last night. So last night we had, a, my son and I had a lot of fun playing five minute dungeons and exploding kittens. Um, you know, it, we, we did Facebook live it. It was really, really fun. And, um, we just love to play board games, uh, that like we wanted to give a glimpse of like the type of games that we like to play and try. One that I don't play with him yet is Death Wish. And I'll, discuss more of that on his podcast since it's more towards games and video games but yeah it was just it was really fun to it's really fun to do those things with him and we love that we love working on my car together he is just he's an awesome kiddo so up next we're going to get into the depth of a will alignment and you know like i said on the last episode i don't know when things are going to be done right now especially now that i have a surgery coming up Yay. But I'm trying to get as much done before Thursday as possible. Um, this is kind of, I'll show you guys where I'm at with my gear shift handle. Uh, to those on the podcast, I am on Facebook Live, uh, as is becoming the usual. And so I don't know if you can see that. So I've got half of the foam onto the gear shift handle, and I have to smooth it all out. And then I will add the electronics and everything, and I will get to finish that tomorrow. 
Um, the other thing that I was really shocked about with the issue with my tooth was I was like, I feel like I'm coming down with another ear infection. What is going on? Well, my tooth is, my tooth is the issue. I've been feeling so crummy for like two months now. Um, that root is just inflamed and infected and it's just, it, it's not going to go away until it's like completely removed, uh, from its home. So unfortunate, it's going to be a bummer, but we got to keep going. <clears throat> okay. So the best way I can describe a, the importance of a will alignment. Um, so there's a lot of obvious technical terms to it because it's mechanics, duh. But the importance of a will alignment is it's going to mess with um, uneven wear on your vehicle's tires. It can cost you fuel mileage. It can cost you cost your car to wear down faster because you're not keeping up with that maintenance, and that will cost you money in the long run and it's going to cost you more and more to fix if you just ignore it so i know it's super easy but please don't ignore the regular maintenance on your vehicle it it i know it's just like oh i gotta pay for that and i kind of don't want to but you got to do it you got to do it just like i know you might be putting off going to uh, a dentist like i kind of did don't do it <laughs> no <laughs> no the um the tooth breaking and the the inflamed root is kind of two separate things it's just it just happens to be all in one tooth luckily so um so with the wheel alignment you know i talked about how we got the inner and outer tire rods back on the vehicle and so the alignment part why an alignment is so important is it pulls your tires in and it pulls your front tires in to line up directly with your rear tires and if you don't have your alignment done, your t your tires can either sit at an inward angle, so like the very tops of the tires are sitting in like this, or they're sitting too far out like this, and you want them straight on. You want a, uh, let me find the word here. You want, da, 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 da. you want zero camber is what you want. So uh, I'm going to read these off here in just a second, but in other terms, the best way I can describe it is like, uh, adjust for us ladies, it's adjusting the straps on a bra. That's kind of what your alignment is for your car. It's, you got to adjust those straps so everything's like straight and even and proportionate. <laughs> or for anyone else, I guess it would be like adjusting a backpack or t making shoes, making sure your shoes are properly tied. Um, anything that needs like honing and, and precision to get it down to perfection that is where your alignment is super super important so i'm gonna read and yes i am reading from wikipedia.org because i can trace back the primary sources from this article so i feel comfortable reading this article so wheel alignment sometimes referred to as braking or tracking is part of standard automobile maintenance that consists of adjusting the angles of wheels to the car to the car manufacturer's specifications. The purpose of these adjustments is to reduce the tire wear and to ensure that the vehicle travel is straight and true without pulling from one side to the other. And that's the other thing about an alignment. This is my interjectory. The other thing about an alignment is if you're going down the road and like you kind of take your hand off the steering wheel for just a second, um, there's no reason to, but if you do and it pulls to the left or to the right, that means your alignment is off and it's going to cause some issues. 
Uh, an increasing number of modern vehicles have advanced driver assistance systems, ADAS, such as electronic stability control, anti-lock brakes, lane departure warning, adaptive cruise control, and traction control. These systems can be affected by mechanical alignment adjustments. This has led many manufacturers to require electronic resets for these systems after a mechanical alignment is performed. So guys, if you have a newer model car and you get a mechanical alignment done, um, the mechanic should know to reset those settings for you, but if not, it's in, your, it's in the manual for your vehicle. You will always hold on to that book that comes with your car because if the mechanic, say, forgets or something, it should be something that you can go into the electronic settings. If you have the screen on your dash, you should be able to reset it from there, or you can find someone to run the computer and diagnostics and reset it at a later time. It's not that difficult of a thing to do, but it's always good to, if you do it, you know, have someone double check. So, we're going to talk about the primary angles first. The primary angles are the basic angle alignment of the wheels relative to each other uh, and to the car body. These adjustments are the camber, caster, and toe. And that's T-O-E, not T-O-W. On some cars, not all of these can be adjusted on every wheel, which is normal. These three parameters can be further categorized into front and rear with no caster on the rear, typically not being steering wheels. In summary, the parameters are the front caster, left and right, the front camber, left and right, the front toe, left and right, rear camber, left and right, and rear toe, left and right, left, right, and total. Oh, sorry, and on the front toe, left, right, and total as well. On our secondary angles, the secondary angles include numerous other adjustments such as the SAI, which is steering axis uh, inclination, uh, left and right, the included angle left and right, um, the toe out on your turns, uh, that's the angle that your, that your tires go when you make a turn and they shouldn't be jutting out you know, like a, like a raised eyebrow or anything. <laughs> uh, maximum turns left and right. Um, your toe curve change, your track width difference, wheelbase difference, front ride height, left and right, rear ride height, left and right, your frame angle, and your setback, which is front and rear. Setback is the difference between right side and left side wheelbase length. It can also be measured as an angle. Setback less than the manufacturer specified tolerance, for example, about six millimeters, does not affect car handling. That's because when the vehicle is turning, one wheel is ahead of the other by several, by several centimeters. <laughs> and therefore the setback is negligible. There are even some car models with different factory settings for right and left side wheelbase wheel length huh, for various design reasons. An off-spec setback may occur because of a collision or a difference between right and left caster. Rake is the difference between the front side, uh, the front, oh, I'm tripping up tonight, y'all. I am so sorry. Rake is the difference between the front ride heights and the rear ride heights, a positive number when the rear ride height is larger. Measurement. A camera unit 
is attached, uh, sometimes called a head, is attached to a spe specially designed clamp, which holds onto a wheel. There are usually four camera units in a wheel alignment system, a camera unit for each wheel. The camera units communicate their physical positioning with respect to other camera units to a central computer which calculates and displays. Often with alignment equipment, these heads can be a large precision reflector. In this case, the alignment tower contains tower, sorry, tower contains the cameras as well as an array of LEDs. This system flashes one array of LEDs for each reflector whilst a camera centrally located in the LED array looks for an image with the, of the reflector's patterned face. These cameras perform the same function as the other style of alignment equipment, yet alleviate numerous issues prone to relocating a heavy precision camera assembly on each vehicle service. So we don't use that. We don't use an LED setting in our garage. We have a more traditional alignment rack with the plates on it. Um, so fancy, and in, in, in my opinion, that's fancy, um, but not necessary to do your alignment. So your, um, your camber, is the angle which the vertical axis of the wheel makes the vertical axis of the vehicle. Blah. Is the angle which the vertical axis of the wheel makes with the vertical axis of the vehicle. There we go, I got it. I'm doing good tonight. This angle is very important for the cornering performance of the vehicles. Generally, a camber around 0.5 to 2 degrees is given on the vehicle depending upon wheel orientation. Camber can be three types. You have positive camber, which is um, the camber would be called positive when the top of the wheels lean outwards. That's not good. Like, if your tires are doing this on your car, that is not good. <laughs> and that's, again, that's where you would get your uneven tire wear. Uh, and this is the, the meat and potatoes of why the alignment is important. Um, the camber would be called positive when the top of the wheels lean outwards. Positive camber is generally used in off-road vehicles. This is because it improves the steering response and decreases the steering efforts required for turning the vehicle. Positive camber is also provided in load carrying vehicles. This is because the heavy load on these vehicles cause outward leaning tires to to straighten up. So when you put that that weight um, on on your tires and you have them, you have the po a positive camber on those tires uh, by adjusting your tie rods. Um, that's that's where you want positive camber is when you're towing heavy equipment or you're doing um, off-road vehicles. There we go. In off-road, it's good. On a regular highway, no. Uh, unless you're, like I said, unless you're carrying something heavy. Hey, Jeremy. I am uh, doing my podcast for my show about my Mustang. And tonight we're talking about alignments for your car. Um, so tonight, uh, next... Da, 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 da. I'm awake. Da, da, da. Okay, so next uh, we're going to talk about zero camber. The vehicle is said to have zero camber when the wheels stand perfectly straight on the ground. So your front wheels are straight and they align perfectly to your back wheels. Now, like I said, with the positive camber, um, 
This will depend on if you need positive camber if you do tow a lot of heavy items because the positive camber is going to take your tires from doing this and when you put that weight, um, physics comes into play, it presses, it presses your vehicle down and it causes your tires to straighten up. So again, that's good about positive camber. Negative camber is so your tires are like this. Negative camber is when the bottom of your tires are jutted out of your vehicle like this. Negative camber is encountered when the top of the wheels lean inwards. Providing negative camber improves the cornering performance. So we'll say turning a vehicle. When the vehicle turns on a corner, it performs a circular motion. Hence, it experiences equal and opposite center centripetal and centrifugal forces. The central pedal force is experienced in the form of friction on the tires. The central I'm saying this word wrong. I am pretty certain I am. The centrifugal <laughs> force experienced by the car tries to throw it away from the turning center. So whoosh. You know, if you ever seen spin art, that's that's kind of where we at we are at with talking about this alignment right now. Uh Da, 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 da. Third way from being thrown center. Okay, so this increases the normal reaction on the outer wheels. Due to increase in normal reaction, the frictional force on the outer tires also increases. This friction acts as centripetal force and tries to bend the outer tires inward. The tires get deformed due to bending and the contact area between the wheels and the ground decreases. This in turn decreases the frictional force between the outer tires and the ground causing the vehicle to drift during cornering. Hence a negative camber is given to the vehicle. The negatively cambered wheels lean inwards so during cornering when the frictional forces try to deform the outer wheels they just simply get flat on the ground increasing friction with the road surface so those are very like when it comes to the camber in a vehicle those are very important things to be um to know what you need for your car and once we actually do our uh, the alignment on my car i'll be able to give you more direct numbers of what it is for my vehicle and that will help in turn help you guys so that is your lesson on vehicle alignment tonight and thank you guys so much for anyone who has stuck with me through this i super super appreciate it i've got about 20 minutes left um so i'm going to try and think of something to talk about um <laughs> and then uh and then i'm gonna go to sleep because that's what i usually do i get on here i do my podcast and i go to sleep it helps me sleep getting to talk to y'all folks don't know my many and thousands of, of viewers <laughs> okay so I'm just gonna show this off because I am proud of this I'm gonna turn this light up a little bit ignore my room it's messy so <laughs> so I put a drill piece in here for my set screw because I am reupholstering my gear shift handle it looks like a hot mess right now but once I get the next two layers of foam on I have to get it to be a centimeter thick of foam layering on here. Uh, I will then add my electronics that will glow. I know you guys are probably tired of seeing it like this. I know you want to see the full product, but it's been a heck of a couple of weeks with, uh, <laughs> it's a, it's a, yeah, you guys have seen it like this for like two weeks now, but I've had stuff going on, including a tree falling on our property that totaled two cars. It's been great. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, it totally is too early to slave like slave means that me. No. Um so yeah, we got this like this for now. And so this part is actually gonna come forward a little bit more. And then I have to I thought I got this done and I didn't, so once that goes like that, um and this has a battery on it that's rechargeable, so the LEDs will glow, but that will I dropped it. Oops, but that will <laughs> uh, that will glow on my gear shift handle, and I'm super super excited. Yes, I can't wait for it to be done. I think I might have scratched it. Oh, I didn't. Nope. Thank goodness I did not scratch it. Oh 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 oh. Okay, so I get to. This is gonna be adventure time since I have about 20 minutes left. We're gonna have an adventure, sorta. So the other day I had to. Uh, safely go to Tulsa to uh, take my dad to some doctor's appointments and we we were gonna just like pick up parts for the four-wheeler because we started to fix it the other night and uh, we're missing parts so we get up there to this shop and for one, they have a motorcycle that I really want. I've never ridden a motorcycle, but I still want one. Um, I want this particular one. It's super cute. Um, it's called the Honda Monkey. It was like a 125cc. Very, very adorable little motorcycle. I'm like, I need it. I don't, but I want it. <laughs> so... We get our parts, we get my dad's uh, truck taken care of, we get through his appointments, and I just want to give a shout out to the Tulsa Air and Space Museum up there. My parents got some airplane seats uh, for their uh, a room in the house, and they're making it airplane themed, so it's tying like right in together, and it was for a good cause, so really excited to have those here in the house. Um, yeah, being in Tulsa, it was, like, you think, like, when you go to Tulsa, it's, like, super bustling and busy and, like, traffic everywhere, and there wasn't, like, I thought that, you know, it'd be a little bit more busy, but it really wasn't, and that kind of made me feel better about as far as people getting out and about, because Tulsa is usually packed anywhere you go. It wasn't, and so... I'm really happy about that and I was very nervous going with my dad but he's my dad and I love him and any time I get to spend with him is just absolutely worth it so we got through our appointments and everything and we made our journey back home and we also picked up some birthday presents for my nieces which they had a birthday the other day so gotta give a shout out to Bam and Bama and Ripley Dipley they are so adorable. It's just that they need, to, they need to stop getting taller than me. Like, I'm just not okay with that, man. Like, it's not cool at all. I get it. I'm 32. I'm 4 foot 9. I'm never growing. But they need to stay, like, shorter than me because I'm the adult. Okay, that's that doesn't matter. Everyone's taller than me. My own child is taller than me. He's 5 foot 2. I'm not okay with that fact. <laughs> So, yeah, so, ah, oh, and the supplies, I'll talk about the supplies. Oh, that was the other thing. I, like, 
hightailed it into and out of a Michaels be proud of me because I got in and out of a craft store in 15 minutes in under 15 minutes and I've never done that before in my entire life so I go to the craft store I got my foam for my gear shift handle I got my glues Ugh, here's one haven't opened it yet but I'm using the East 6000 glue and this I'm still here. I can't reach it. Just kidding. Yes! Ha 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 You didn't see my messy room. Okay, you probably did. But then I got the E6000 fabric fuse. I know it's backwards in the camera. Who cares? Anyway, I need pasta. Um, and this. And then I did not realize it until after I bought it. But luckily, I did grab, because I kind of panicked, I did grab the adhesive foam the adhesive backed foam to lay down on my gear shift handle so that's handy in getting the shape and everything uh lined out for my gear shift handle gear shift knob whatever you want to call it it's going back in the car this week um and it's going to look absolutely beautiful uh i am going to take some string because i don't think i have legitimate red thread but i got black leather and then I'm going to do, I'm going to punch the leather and do the black, black, red, I know my colors. I'm going to do the red thread uh, stitching on it uh, once it's actually on the gear shift knob. Uh, I'm going to dye, dye it with whatever I can find that will dye thread. And I'm talking too fast and I got the hiccups, hang on. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I get so excited when I'm on here. I get super nervous because I'm still not used to talking on the podcast and also being on Facebook Live. I've tried to, I've been like, you know, I need to separate them. No, no, I don't think I need to. So this is, this is where we're at and we're just going to roll with it. Um... I'm trying to think of if there's anything else. I read a poem last week that was really cool. And so I think I am going to maybe look up again the 365 days, days of motoring and see if there's anything interesting. I'm not going to do a full century of talking this time around. Like a full, what did I do, like 160 years last time? uh we won't we we won't go that long all right so <clears throat> sorry guys <clears throat> Whew, there we go i'm good i'm good kind of good okay so try not to have too much dead air 1904, Pierre de Caters broke the world land speed record driving a DMG Mercedes Simplex at 97.25 miles per hour over one kilometer course on a beach in Austin, Belgium. That was 164 years, 116 years ago. Uh, that Pierre de Caters, de Caters? I don't know. He won. He broke the record. Yay on him. 
I'm going to speed up. We're going to look at 1945. So, yay. Car, uh, 1945, on this day, 75 years ago, car component manufacturing began at Ford's Dagenham, Dagenham, Dagenham plant in East London, having been speedily re-equipped for peacetime operations. The first complete car, an Ang Anglia 8 horsepower, left the plant a few days later. Before long, full, full resumption of car, commercial vehicle, and tractor assembly was achieved pretty cool to know. Let's see here. Let's see. What? Let's see. Mm, France Cortez gift. Ah! 1947 for uh, Ferrari. Franco Cortez gave Ferrari their first race win when he drove 125 sport chassis 01C to victory on the Carousella Baths Circuit in Rome, Italy. And I don't know if that's Carousella or Caracella. 1947. And then, also in 1947, the round three of the Grand Prix de France F2 Championship, the three-hour Paris Grand Prix, held up at Montel... Montel, right? Monterey? Was won by Piero Taruffi driving a Ferrari 500. So that was a big year for Ferrari in the racing scene. Very, very cool. Um, <laughs> 1950, the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, known as the Hugh L. Carey Tunnel, a, roll, a toll road, road. I can't talk tonight. A toll road. In New York City, which crosses under the East River at its mouth, connecting the borough of Brooklyn on Long Island with the borough of Manhattan officially opened, the tunnel nearly passes underneath Govern Governor's Island, but does not provide vehicular access to the island. That's cool to know. Okay, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Rest, first uh, rest in peace. But 1967, Beatle John Lennon took delivery of his famous psychedelic Ro Rolls Royce, and that is one um, beautiful car. I'm looking at this on my laptop, or else I'd flip it around and show you. And I have things strategically set up, so I'm afraid of something falling. So you have to look it up for yourselves. Look up John Lennon's Rolls Royce. It looks amazing. So let's see. Let's 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 scroll into the 80s. I'm skipping the 70s tonight. Uh, okay, USAC 1981. This day in 1981, the USAC uh, stripped Al Unser Sr. of the previous day's Indianapolis 500 win because of a yellow flag violation and awarded the win to Mario Andretti. Over three months later, the USAC Appeals Board reinstated Unser's win. Is it Unser or Unser? I know, I know there's NASCAR fans listening to me and judging me because I'm getting words wrong. It's okay, judge. You know, we're in quarantine. You do you. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. 19. Oh, let's see. Weird noises. Dead air. It's one of those nights, I guess. Yikes. 
All right, so 16 years ago, 2004, the Rover 75 limousine with a quad cam 2.5 liter light aluminum V6 petrol engine or the common rail turbo diesel with either manual or automatic transmission was unveiled. The price started at 28,495 pounds and it is a beauty. In 2004, again, the TVR Tuscan 2 and Sagaris was were unveiled on press day of the Birmingham Motor Show. That baby is pretty. You gotta look this stuff up for yourself, because, again, laptop. Um, okay, and the final thing, like, it just kind of stops at 2006. So, final thing for this day in history, uh, the 1.2 mile long A6 A6144M in Greater Manchester, England ceased being a special road, losing its motorway status. It is now subject to a 50 mile an hour, 80 kilometer per hour speed limit, and it's classified as the A6144, not the A6144M. Very cool. <laughs> so, yeah. That is history for tonight. I got to see where I am at on time. And I also got to talk about uh, what we're going to be discussing in the next few few episodes. I want to talk about more technical terms. We're going to go back through the list of everything I've done on my car so far and where it's at. And then I get to talk about, hopefully I get this gear shift handle finished because this, is a, this turned into, oh, I ordered a new gear shift handle to getting it and it not going it didn't fit my car's gear uh the whatever it didn't click or fit it whatsoever it's too small so i gutted it for parts and i'm still on this journey we've had a lot going on just to recap we've had you know like i said we had that really bad storm and then i've had health issues and we have kids home and just even with school out now um, it has just been like just a, a whirlwind of things. And so I love that I get to talk on here about my hobby and it's a good outlet. And, uh, oh, oh, I remembered what I was going to say earlier. Congratulations to all of the senior 2020 graduates, uh, and all of the anyone graduating pre-K through eighth grade. Enjoy this next journey of your life. Hopefully in the fall, you get to return to a semi-normal way of life and having your classmates back and having your friends back or getting to go to college, whatever it is, you know, I hope that you uh, stick, stay focused and also learn more about yourself. Don't be afraid to, to jump out and do things a little differently and try for what you want in life and you know, knock a couple of things off your bucket list. If you're not going straight away to college, there is nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid to pick up uh, a skill set from a technical school. It's going to help you pay the bills while you go to college. I think both are the best way to go, to be honest. Um, and a special shout out to my niece, Ariel, who is in the eighth grade. And she's graduating and she's going to high school and I'm super proud of her and I can't believe that she's going to high school because it was like yesterday I was a freshman in college and she was a wee one-year-old baby and this 
this just doesn't, mm, mm, nope, this don't seem right at all. Oh my heavens. I don't like it. Someone tell my niece's nephew and son to stop growing because I'm not cool with that. Um, now I made myself sad. <laughs> no, I'm super proud of her. She has baby chicks that she's taking care of and she has a lot of art and she's just a really cool kiddo to be around i absolutely love her and all of her ideas for the most part and yeah she likes to help isaiah now this is another shout out that i am going to do she helps isaiah pick out what he talks about on his show but she has opted to not be on the show herself yet maybe she will change her mind she has gotten to join me on on one episode of this and very comically she was like I was just like, what kind of car do you want? She was like, a car that runs. You know, preferably something that's got seatbelts and a steering wheel. And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. Ooh, ooh, you guys, I didn't forget about the challenge. So, we, I asked you guys, and I didn't have a lot of people respond because, let's be honest, I'm not well known on the internets at all. <laughs> I get on here basically to just like talk to myself and then my videos like get lost on Facebook or YouTube or or whatever but um I wanted to talk about what my favorite car was and guess what guys I thought long and hard about it and I don't know what type of favorite car what my favorite car is I really don't I thought it was maybe an Aston Martin or um, or the 1950s style Chevy Powerglide. I don't know what my favorite car is yet, so I still have to try and figure that out and try and find a car that I'm like, that is my favorite car. Because right now, I really just like all cars and I like learning about all cars. And so, yeah, I'm not going to say I like one particular uh, make and model. Um, I just like to learn about all of it. Uh, same goes for tractors and uh, zero turns and things like that. Um, now, as far as like reliability, like if someone's just like, hey, Julie, what's a car you suggest? Uh, well, if, if, it, if it just depends on what you're doing, if it's a, you know, it's a daily driver, it gets you from point A to point B, it's yeah. It's not so much of a workhorse per equipment wise or like heavy equipment or anything like that. You're not towing anything, but you are taking care of family or just yourself. I'm gonna suggest Toyota, uh, Honda number one, uh, Chevy, and Toyota, and Hyundai. And my last is <laughs> my last is Ford. Uh, and it's just like, wait, you're driving a Ford. You're talking about a Ford Mustang. Yes, I'm talking about my Ford Mustang because the other, I saw something that really, really kind of defined the other reason why I'm working on my car and why I'm restoring it and why it's just become such a great hobby uh, for me is it's also a great hobby for my son. And so the joke was, um, uh, it was something about like dating, you know, uh, oh, it was something about, you know, dad, dads be sure to teach your girls that if a guy uh is talking about a souped up v6 that they shouldn't be impressed <laughs> well part of me is just like well financially 
if we're going to be financially humble about situations, you should just be proud that they have a car, that they have, that they are able to afford this vehicle or whatever. But on the flip side, you know, teaching your children, not just your girls, but teaching everyone in your family, teaching your children about vehicles is going to help them the rest of their lives. It is going to be a, most likely going to be a part of their lives. They are going to be buying vehicles for themselves, for their families, for their fa for other family members making those decisions. So my son, I am making him learn about V6 because eventually we're going to upgrade and we're going to start learning uh, about more technical vehicles beyond an automatic. I want to eventually make the shift to manual because really most of what I know is about automatic transmissions. Uh, but that's part of this journey is me learning about everything mechanic wise. And so that's what I'm wanting to pass on to my son as well. Now, <laughs> so why is, why do I suggest Honda first? Well, for one, they have amazing safety ratings. Their gas mileage is incredible and the amount of bells and whistles that you get for the cost is just out of this world um same for toyota and uh, chevy and eh, on the bells and whistles but chevy makes a phenomenal car they have amazing engines and as far as modern chevys go i don't know what's included in them but maybe someone will take me under their wing and like show me more newer cars because I'm old school. I've never owned a brand new car ever. I would like to someday, but unless I have the money to pay for it in full, I'm never going to own a brand new car. Um, I see my money being spent uh, elsewhere and better places and what have you. And so for me, it's just not value wise you want to find something used low mileage in great condition interior wise and uh, motor wise now if you're looking for something to fix up um and you're going the route that i want that i've gone with my vehicle which has been the you know it it needed tlc from the get-go but that was because the mate the regular maintenance stacked up on top of uh, things that just wear out over a longer term. So those things both just poof, collapsed right on top of each other when I got this car back in September. And so uh, as for new cars, I can't tell you too much, but for older vehicles, you know, you if you go to look at one, to buy one, check the oil, check the, check the fluids, check the steering, um, check brake, uh, how sensitive the brakes are, um, make sure the headlights work, make sure you have air conditioning and cruise control because not all vehicles have standard cruise control in them. <laughs> and so be sure that if you're going to buy a vehicle, make sure it's got the cruise control, make sure it's got a good engine, make sure that the maintenance was kept up to date on it. Uh, for me, Oh, that's the other thing. I don't have it done yet, but I am making a spreadsheet checklist and I might even design a book to sell for you to keep in your car to log your regular maintenance for your vehicle. That way it's in one spot. You never lose it. You can keep it on your phone. I know some of us are like, oh, I keep everything on my phone. 
but sometimes you can't get to your phone. So just try to keep a regularly logged detailed book in your car along with the notes on your phone or in your email, wherever. Just keep it in a safe space so you know what has and hasn't been done to your vehicle. And that is my time for the night. Thank you to anyone who stuck with me through this. Uh, please remember, if you like hearing me talk and you're not annoyed by my voice or think it sounds like, um, you know, gravel in a garbage disposal, uh, please continue to listen. Uh, subscribe to my podcast. You can find us on Spotify and on my website, julianiman.com. And if you're feeling generous, please donate at julianiman.com slash donate. I did not know that the donation button was broken the other night, but I fixed it. And so that's available again. So sorry about that. And yeah, that is where I'm at for tonight. So everyone have a good night. Stay safe. Stay home. Wash your hands. Check the oil in your car. Rotate your tires when you check your oil. Um, wash your car. Give your car a lot of love. This is Julie, Julie Fleeman, Jeep Girl, and I will see you guys probably one more time before my surgery on Thursday, okay? And I love ya. Be safe. Everyone be safe and be good to each other and play nice. Wear the mask. Use hand sanitizer. I love you. Mwah. Good night.